It's funny. People always be like, don't forget about the little people. It's like, why do they refer themselves as little anyway, you know? Why don't you just get big with me? They can see it in my eyes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of John's Untitled Podcast. I am your host, John. First of all, I want to apologize for the last two weeks' uh, intros with my sick-sounding voice. Um, it's very much exactly what it was. I uh, was a little under the weather the last couple of weeks, uh, but these podcasts have got to get done. The intros got to get recorded, so you just kind of got to endure and get through. But uh, as I was listening back to the uh, Zach Deere episode that I posted last week, I realized that I didn't really have any enthusiasm or... Uh, you know, just kind of sounded like very blah uh, about the whole thing. So it wasn't that I wasn't into it or anything like that. It was just more so that uh, I was sick and knew that they needed to be done so the episode could go out. So that's exactly what it was. That being said, this week's episode, uh, my guest is Jeremy from the band Earth Groans. Uh, you probably aren't familiar with the band because they are a relatively newer band as a whole. They are a new solid state signee. Uh, they just released their EP... Uh, as of the re- time of recording this, uh, about a week ago, um, I was able to catch up with Jeremy while they were on their $1 Brawler tour. Uh, I forget exactly where he was at the time, but uh, I want to say Lawrence, Kansas, perhaps, or maybe even uh, somewhere here in the, like near the Midwest. But yeah, so I mean, it, the conversation kind of goes a little all over the place, uh, as you'll end up hearing pretty much right out the gate. Uh, for, for them being a newer band, I was expecting there to at least be, you know, a, some local interviews or something, uh, of them, but there was literally nothing, and so it really made it kind of fun and challenging on my end to, to think of some interesting questions to ask that I typically would probably think were stupid, um, but when there's literally no information on this band, uh, you kind of have to make your own make your own questions uh and treat it like you know like exactly like it is a lot of the links that were on their website were dead links uh there was no there was pretty much nothing on their facebook page uh other than them just preparing for their ep to uh drop i think at that point within a day or two of of us having this conversation so it was a little challenging having a conversation with someone that you have no back history on and can't find anything on. Uh, I had to do a little snooping and go through Jeremy's uh, Twitter feed and his private, fi- or not private, but his public Facebook page uh, for himself and kind of gather some information of what I could find. So kind of a really fun chat getting to know someone, especially when you have no idea really where it's going. Um, but what was interesting to me about this was uh, their manager had sent me their EP uh, about a week and a half before it was about to be released and I had put in to do an interview with them. Solid State being one of the the handful of labels when I was growing up in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, getting into metal and metalcore. Solid State, you know, it was all about labels back then and Solid State, Roadrunner, to a degree Victory, um, Tooth and Nail, you know, these were labels that it pretty much didn't matter what band it was you know if i saw that that record label thing on the back of the cd like i probably was going to buy it which led me to finding bands you know and granted this band wasn't on any of those labels but back when cd stores actually had cds and they would recommend like hey if you like this band listen to this band uh i remember getting like the first as Late dying record and the haste the day records and uh, to a degree, someone showing me like Underoath and Amberlynn, and I mean, granted, they're not really a metal band, but the, I think they're pretty heavy at times, like the guitar tone's really heavy, but that's a different story. But Solid State was always like a band, or was a label that always put out solid records, uh, no pun intended, and uh, you know, they just, it was a record label that I, that always was consistently good, and you knew that like any band they found was good. So I kind of still went into this one thinking the same thing. Like they still have a, a penchant for finding great new young bands that are have a great faith-based message or a really positive message uh, indirectly, and you know have a really great sound. And 
you know, this EP was was no different. It had that like classic, more I believe they call it like gent style guitar playing and stuff like that. And Jeremy's vocals were pretty on point with what you would expect for the style of music that they're playing. Uh, the thing that kind of caught me off guard, though, upon listening to the record as a whole, and you'll hear me say this in the episode, was uh, how word heavy the songs were, and not like in a bad way, but like just like. You know, you could tell that there was something that Jeremy was trying to say and that it was important because there was there was a lot of words. It wasn't like, you know, some of these bands, like it's all about like the technical shredding ability of like the guitar player, or the drum fills or, or whatever it is that you want to, you know, musically that you want to focus on and just letting, you know, the, the singer only writing the equivalent of like two paragraphs and then like a line and, you know, if you look at the lyrics to this EP, like you, you see a lot of a lot of lyrics, a lot of things to take in. And so that's why I was really stoked uh, to find all the lyrics on the band's website. Like those are still up. Um, so I was able to kind of read more into the lyrics and kind of get a better sense of what was being said as it, like as I know that it was important to Jeremy and is a big part of the band. Um, I mean, with a band named like Earth Groans and as you very quickly learn uh, in this interview, like Jeremy is a very very passionate person about his message that he's trying to send and and his his faith and all of that kind of stuff and uh it was definitely something that's very obvious when you when you read the lyrics by themselves uh so i kind of wanted to ask him a little bit about that and we get into that as well but yeah the christian metal scene oddly enough like i don't identify with any religion personally but ironically like my wife and i always talk about how all the music we listened to back then was all uh, Christian metal bands like you know like I said like the Asley Dyings the Norma Jeans the Haste the Days the Still Remains the so on and so forth like the list just goes on and on so it's kind of weird that for as much as we don't identify with this particular religion uh, that we definitely were listening to a lot of music that had those influences within the lyrics and were preaching positivity and uh, all that kind of stuff and I, I think maybe that honestly is what drew me to it because I, I think for the most part I'm a pretty positive person so uh, why wouldn't that be reflected in the music that I listen to so that's a little bit about that I uh, also want to give a shout out to Zach Deer uh, for sharing the last episode with him on it uh, that episode has been doing really well uh, in the few days that it's been out uh, as of the time of this recording uh, I'm kind of cheating it I'm getting this done a few days early because I have a benefit show this weekend for a friend of mine who's back in town from Portland Oregon uh, long and short but she's got some financial uh, stuff going on due to a uh, medical emergency that she underwent uh, a couple of months ago and so Saturday like I'm throwing a benefit show for her and all the money raised is going to go to her so I know that's going to be a long night uh, the NBA finals start tonight as of the night of recording which is this is being done on a Thursday so game one's tonight and I know that's going to keep me up pretty late and getting everything ready for the show on Saturday so there it goes between my job and doing that shit on Friday like that's out the gate so trying to be a little proactive and getting this done ahead of time so that way like I can get this posted on on the right date so yeah thanks again Zach for sharing it and showing the love speaking of showing the love why don't you show me some love and follow me on my social medias that's the thing people do right you follow people even if you don't know them why don't you just go ahead and add me on Facebook or Instagram you don't have to check out my stuff you know I'm just that thing that scrolls up in your feed and you might like catch something that interests you but you know what that like pushing that button and liking me or following me you know it really helps me get uh some of these other guests that I'm trying to go after you know they like to see the numbers like to see my episodes doing good so if you could follow me on Facebook and Instagram you can follow me at John's Untitled Podcast uh that's all one word no H J-O-N-S Untitled Podcast uh if you want to tweet me and follow me there uh john's untitled pod if you want to email me for whatever reason do such at john's untitled pod at gmail.com uh, another thing that really helps is rate reviewing and subscribing you are listening to this and whatever you're listening to it on whether it be itunes soundcloud stitcher there's a slew of other podcast apps that i know this is on so however you are finding me if you can follow me rate the you know podcast review the podcast you know do all that kind of stuff that greatly helps as well um that you know puts this into other people's eyes and ears like you know when they're looking for podcasts of a certain nature so if you like what i'm doing and it sounds like from a lot of the feedback i've been getting on some of the back episodes like with nate and ivy barclow and the episode i did with skyler from he is legend like it seems like everyone actually enjoys this which kind of surprises me like no one's really said anything negative so yeah please rate review and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on helps me out tremendously uh so without further ado here is my chat with jeremy from earth groans
my band, I'm totally the one that's totally out of style. So I just wear black shirts and black jeans. <laughs> well, I'm always like, whatever happened to the good old days of just being like the, the black t-shirt convention whenever you go to shows? Yeah. Exactly, and that's I'm still stuck on that. I'm I'm convinced that that's gonna last forever for me. I mean, it's a classic look for a reason because it doesn't yeah. go out of style. Yeah, I figured just get lots of colorful tattoos and then I'll I'll still be cool. Pretty much in the same boat. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the irony of uh getting ready to set all this up. Uh, I tried doing my due diligence and finding interviews or. Any press mm -hmm. that you guys have done, and to my dismay, I really couldn't find very much at all. Yeah, um, there, we really don't have, I mean, we're, we're decently a newer band for the most part. Um, we're coming up on two years of uh, being active, so, um, and in that time frame, we were just basically grinding as hard as we can, just touring our butts off, so um, we, I don't know, yeah, we just didn't do a whole lot of interview. We had, uh, you know, just a few minor, like, reviews and stuff like that, so... Yeah, I guess we uh, somehow we managed to get by without that kind of stuff for now, but I'm well, glad was, that we can finally get some of this stuff going. Yeah, well, what was kind of interesting was, and I've already kind of been recording, so I mean, at this point, like, that was yep. one of my questions that you kind of touched on, so. Sure. Um, yeah. One of the things that I thought was kind of interesting in going through your band's website is you had, like, YouTube videos of... Like the why the band name why you chose the band name Earth Groans which was mm -hmm. gone there were kind of a lot of dead links to some of the things uh, that you had done previously it seems is this sure. done intentionally to kind of this is a, a re I won't necessarily call it a rebirth but a mm -hmm. reemergence of this band as it is now going to be known from this day forward or mm -hmm. what was kind of the story behind that I guess it's a re-earth if you will um, good play <laughs> but uh. Yeah, right, right. I'm a funny guy. Um, anyways, so when, so, um, yeah, w before we had signed, we were pushing a lot of, um, a lot of media, a lot of videos. We were doing a lot of explanation videos and we had several live videos and stuff like that. Uh, the minute that, um, or as we got closer to announcing our signing with Solid State, we started pulling all that stuff offline um, as to, you know, get ready for, you know, announcing with Solid State. And then now that we're on Solid State, we're going to be slowly releasing that stuff through Solid State. Um, and then we'll, be have, we'll have a lot bigger platform to push that media out on. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Well, that was just kind of weird. Like I said, for a, for a newer band, there was pretty much seemingly no information uh, yeah. about you guys. And, and even, you know, the, the biggest you know, thing obviously would be why Earth Groans, why that name? So I got really sure. excited when I saw there was a video explaining all of that, and then oh, it, yeah. it was gone. So and I was like, okay, there's, there's not really any anything for me to go off of. So a lot of my questions, forgive them if they're very rudiment in nope. their, nope, you're their approach. Um, so I guess let's let's start with the the band formation. What when did Earth Groans become an entity? Sure. Um, so our the way we did things is a little bit different than probably how most bands started. Uh, so. Earthgrown started off as a solo project of mine. Um, I had been in touring bands for several years, basically since I was like 16 or so in high school. Um, I was all about touring, and, and I always felt that's where, where my calling was. Um, after my last band that I had um, been in, um, the last serious band I was in, uh, we broke up about three years ago. And then um, I also have a recording studio. And so I was like, okay, well, this is an opportunity for me to go full-time with my recording studio. So I started going, I started doing that full time for um, about a year and a half, two years. But then that same, you know, tugging came, came coming along, or came along, and um, and it just, I just felt this calling to be in a touring uh, ministry, you know, and in, in a, a ministry through music, just a, a touring act. Right. Um, so so then I was like, well, I'm in, uh, I'm located in South Dakota, where it's a very re remote scene where it comes to musicians and finding anyone dedicated. Uh, right. So I was like, well, I am going to, I'm going to start writing a record. And, uh, you know, if I, if it goes well and uh, I'm happy with how things come along, uh, I'll start looking for members. And actually, after I had our first EP written, I, um, I started reaching out just a little bit and everything just started kind of falling into place, like a little bit easier than I expected it to. Um, right off the bat, I got uh, Zach and Brady, um, our guitarist and drummer involved and um, they were in a band that I had actually recorded for my business. So it was just, uh, just kind of crazy how uh, that, that connection was already there. Um, so I already kind of knew these guys. I knew their abilities. And 
Um, so right off the bat, I had a, a solid, uh, dedicated drummer and guitarist. And then, uh, we toured, um, with a few fill in basses for a while. And then about eight months ago, uh, we found Caden and then he's been a, a full-time member now for about eight months. But so I guess, you know, the, we started off as kind of, uh, an idea solo of, project yeah of wanting, sorts. maybe yeah just uh, experiment we'll see what happens and then all of a sudden everything just kind of took off and um it's as if like the it was already like the past were kind of already created for us and um we we're just you know stepping into place and taking our role yeah i um so. had to do a little digging on you since like i said there wasn't very much information about yep. the band uh so i had ended up finding out that you worked for a for a studio or own your own recording stuff Sure. Um, so at that point, I, I kind of was wondering if you play any instruments yourself or how much of the, the writing process you're heavily involved in. But it sounds like with your what you were just saying, you wrote a lot of this and we're finding other people to kind of fill out the live scenario. Yep. Yep. And don't get me wrong. These guys are definitely a lot, uh, a lot better at their instruments than I am. Um, I'm a good writer, but I'm not necessarily a good player. Um, so uh, I did did the album to the best of my ability. And then in the future, uh, with writing and stuff, they'll be stepping in and actually, you know, uh, doing the their parts on the records. So um, have you guys been writing any any newer stuff as a, as a full band at this yeah. point? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for for the most part, I'm still writing a lot of the material. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're definitely uh, we have some stuff in the works. Um, a lot of people have been asking, you know, uh, with, uh, our release with, uh, or us signing to Solid State. So does this mean you guys are going to be putting out a new album? Um, and, uh, yes, we will be putting out a new album at, um, you know, in, a, in like six, eight months, but we're just doing the re-release for right now, just because so many people haven't heard that record and it's a great record. And I feel like if we were to put out a new record on Solid State, nobody would get to hear renovate and uh it's a great record that we still want to keep playing and keep pushing on so but yeah in the future we'll be uh we'll have you know the full band stepping up to the plate and kind of taking some of that that role have you noticed in the earlier phases of songwriting with with the full band have you noticed the sound changing at all or not really due to the fact that like you know you're still the main songwriter Mm -hmm. um it's gonna it's definitely gonna be more mature you know the first ep was it was my first time i guess you know, uh, stepping into a lead role of writing. And uh, it was kind of also the first time I've done a project like this. Mm -hmm. um, I've as been far in, as in the, a, sorry, cut you off, as far as the sound, like as far yep, as being like a like hardcore yep. kind of sound? Um, yeah, okay. I've been in like, you know, like metalcore bands, stuff like that, but melodic, you know, hardcore stuff like that. But I've never been in, I don't know what, what's exactly what our genre is. We kind of <laughs> call ourselves aggressive metal, but you know, the sound that we're going after, this is the first time I've, I've done that sound. And so as I was attempting, you know, as I was writing this record, I was, you know, kind of playing around with a lot of ideas to really figure out what our sound is. But now after having one record under our belt, it's definitely like we have it nailed down. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of our writing is definitely going to be uh, a lot more mature and we have a lot better of idea exactly what sound we're going after. Um, so I would say, if anything, it might be maybe a little heavier but for the most part it's a very very similar sound to, to what we already have except i would just say you know a little more mature <laughs> um with growing up in south dakota mm -hmm. i mean when i saw that in your band bio i was like that's a that's a very interesting place for a band to come yes. out of um, very desolate that's yeah very desolate when it comes to especially metal bands very desolate so there, it's pretty safe to say there's not really a scene out there? You know, um, I mean, it's like since uh, South Dakota, there's people that want music. Um, and since South Dakota usually gets skipped by the bigger tours, when there is a good show coming through, everyone comes out because they want it so badly. Right. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that are hungry for it. It's just, you know, getting the resource and getting the right people to step into place and bring in, you know, the funding and every, for everything. But there are definitely people in South Dakota that want to hear, you know, um, good music. And we've even had, we've had some incredible shows in South Dakota. So um, no matter what anybody tells you, there's definitely, <laughs> there's definitely people in South Dakota that want to hear metal. I guess I meant more, is there like a really great local scene? Like, is there kind of 
a fledgling a fledgling that's not what, how i meant to say that um is there <laughs> like okay. a, an, up, an up and coming scene like of local bands like yourself like did, was there like a handful of bands like maybe you and like three other bands that i mean maybe you oversaturated the area a little bit because you're yeah. the only three or four bands in the area but yeah is there something like that where like those four bands were kind of the like the starting point now you're starting to see some other people who are like man like I really like what you're doing and I, I really want to do this and I play guitar. So like me and my friends mm -hmm. got together now, like, is there kind of that jumping off point you're seeing or is it kind of just one of those things where there's a lot of people who want, want a scene to be there, but not be an uh -huh. active participant per se in the, in the sure. making of the scene itself. Sure. I mean the scene, it seems like it's always fluctuating. Um, it comes and goes very often, but um, I definitely see there's a lot of, um, especially in the Sioux Falls area, which is, that's the scene that we're closest to. I say there's a lot of uh, younger people in, that are starting bands, which is awesome to see, you know, people in high school getting active and, you know, bringing their friends out to shows. So that's, that's awesome. And I really think that, you know, that's the future of our, of our metal scene. Um, but yeah, I definitely see uh, there are some hungry teenagers out there that want to start playing, playing music. And so we're, yeah, we're hoping that, you know, this is, um, that we can, you know, inspire, you know, some some of the younger generation stuff to uh, start playing more and put the bands together and bring their friends out and, you know, because for a lot of us, um, at least me personally, um, that's like that that scene is was the community that I grew up with and that was like a majority of my friends, you know, came out of the music scene and like I consider a lot of them family if not best friends. So I think that it's really important. Uh, for younger generation to have that, you know, something that they can call home, you know, if you will. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things like, you know, when sometimes it, it, it takes a band to, be, you know, be like yourself that's younger and, and to get signed for mm -hmm. other bands to kind of, I think, realize like it can happen. And yeah. it's not a pipe dream in that it, it is something that's very achievable. You just kind of got to put it Definitely. in the work and, and do everything. But yep. living here in Michigan and being from Delaware originally, I, I very mm -hmm. much understand small town vibe and being kind of away from, you know, a big city and feeling like, you know, um, nothing ever comes here. You know, it's never sure. going to be, you know, this big scene. Uh, but it's been interesting to see since I've moved to Michigan now for I've been here most of my life. Uh, in mm -hmm. Michigan, but it's been interesting to see that Delaware is now becoming like a place where a lot of tours for East Coast bands like starts. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of weird to see like finally, you know, almost 20 years later that there's actually a music scene starting to at least be achievable out there for to bring yeah. bands through. Um, yep. So with that being said, like you kind of had said that this is more of a, a solo project, more of I would say with you, you know, basically being a producer, a, a studio project in the infancy of it. Um, how... How much have you guys been touring since the live band has been, you know, an, a, a full fleshed out entity? Sure. Um, so about two years, I uh, actually, I think May, what is it? Like May 19th was our very, very first tour two years ago. Oh, so, so almost two, back, two years to the day, yep, like tomorrow. Yep, two, yep, pretty much. So, yeah, so um, that was our very first tour as a full band. Um, and then since then, we've uh, we've been grinding. Uh, we've been putting in the time and um, even uh, Zach almost got kicked out of college because he uh, <laughs> was missing too much school to go out on these tours. And um, so, uh, but yeah, we've, we've done, I, I don't know the exact amount of dates, but uh, I'd say that we've done about, you know, hundred to 150 days every, or for the last each year. So, so you pretty much have hit up every, you've been in every state at this point. I would just about we haven't um the only well, place we like haven't really Hawaii. hit up <laughs> right uh i wish i wish Hawaii. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh maybe in december when it's cold snowy in the midwest <laughs> we can head out there right um but the northeast corner that takes so long for us to get out there we just haven't yeah. quite uh got out to like new york and and everything but we've gotten just about there um so yeah we've we've pretty much covered a majority of the u.s um after this year I think we'll pretty much hit, uh, for the most part, uh, the full 48 states. Um, so, what uh, what is with being such a younger band from kind of a, a, a distant place that many people probably haven't been to or through? Right. Um, what's kind of been the reaction? Because uh, I know, like when I saw that you guys were some, from South Dakota, I was like, I don't think I can't really think of any band that's that I know that's from there, and I know. Right. A lot of bands, and I follow like a lot of smaller labels and such. And I was like, I think sure. you're the first band from that area. So, 
what's uh how's that reception been um we have it we have the whole state behind us i mean the whole you know the whole metal community they're all very proud of us and we have their support which is really great you know they have somebody to root for they have their hometown heroes to kind of you know um support and root for as we're out there touring and everything um so we've had like and an abundance of support from hometown friends and really, I guess just more support than we anticipate. We, we didn't know how this would go down, but like um, it's unbelievable really how many people um, step up uh, after we have announced and just have shown their, their support. They've really come out of the woodwork and it's, it's um, beyond humbling um, just to have that support behind us. So, uh, so far the reaction has been um, shocking, I guess it's been great. <laughs> it's been great. Um, kind of focusing a little bit more now on the, the lyrical content of the band with you being the vocalist. Um, mm-hmm. You had said that you had been in other bands. Have you always been the vocalist or were you kind of more of the like, I was, you know, the guitar player or whatever? Sure. Um, actually, the very, very first band I was in, I was the drummer. Um, and then the <laughs> next band, I was the drummer and the lead vocalist. So kind um, of pulling up from Modern Dash's kind of vibe. Yeah, it was... Uh, we won't talk about that time because that was my <laughs> high school days and that was uh, looking back at a, a different person and embarrassing, you know. Um, but, yeah, no, we all start somewhere, I guess. But after right. that, um, yeah, I definitely went to the, the more lead vocalist role. Um, I had been um, – I started playing more of the instruments um, after, I, uh, after I played drums. I started picking up the other instruments. And then being a, a producer and everything, you, you kind of learn – try and learn every instrument that's you that's going to be in your studio just so that you can kind of use your your knowledge for input and everything well yeah and um, figure out the sounds and so forth obviously yeah yep yep i also like played some piano and stuff like that which i think that is probably the key factor or like the foundation i guess in my musical knowledge and and uh even when i'm like in the studio or doing anything with the band if i'm tuning like the drums or something i'll go to the piano and i'll play the chords so i can hear what it sounds like before i'm setting the tuning and so yeah um so with uh, kind of being a vocalist in the sense of like that's what i'm looking for with being a vocalist in this project and, and kind of taking on the lyrical content mm-hmm. uh i was actually really surprised because when i got the record um it's kind of like the the bummer part of getting a record before it's released. You don't really get oh. anything other than the music, so you're just like, yeah. Um, can someone send me lyrics or whatever <laughs> I can get? Uh, yeah. So I can at least kind of understand what I'm I'm listening to uh, when usually having these interviews so quickly after listening getting the record. But I was actually kind of surprised at how much is written for this. I mean, sure. typically it seems like with a lot of with a lot of bands especially younger bands, it almost seems like the approach is that they don't write very much. And I don't know if that's just because they're not confident in writing a lot mm-hmm. or they don't know their the voice that they want or have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was very surprised to see, I mean, I'm even looking at like songs like The Estate or even like the single you just put out, Driving Out, that mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of lyrics to take in. And there it's are. not like it's it's fluff lyrics either. Like it's, it's a very... Mm-hmm. It's really intense lyrically um, yeah. record, and so I kind of wanted to delve a little bit into those the the songs themselves and kind of maybe get a little bit of input about you know the inspiration for them. Um, I kind of noticed a few themes lyrically throughout some of the songs, um, and I noticed this in two of them. But like, and I don't know if I'm just latching onto the word, but I noticed the flickering. Like you use flicker a few different times. Um, so sometimes when I see something like that or a single word used a few different times, I wonder if there's more of a, um, a story behind that. Like if there was like a a narrative that was driving that specific like word or phrasing, uh, through the lyrics. Yeah. Um, so I write my lyrics. I'm a very passionate person, especially when it comes to putting down um, the lyrics in the song. Cause that, you know, you can have the greatest, uh, music con- musical content in the world, but if the lyrics don't mean anything to somebody, you know, if they if they you know don't have any depth to them, then it's a, it's bad music to me. You know, I'm right. very passionate about the storyline behind you know uh, the music and everything. Um, so I guess the you know some of the themes that we really try and push uh, is uh, first of all we push kind of a chaotic sound that um, you know that's might be where some of that flicking stuff comes from. Um, so that we definitely want to give the feeling of like, 
uh, chaos, you know, unsettling. Uh, and I think the thing about it is, is we want to shake people up. Uh, we want people to take a step back from their normal life. Um, you know, a lot of people seem to fall complacent. You know, I've been complacent in my life and I need, needed something to shake me from that complacency, um, to, you know, start focusing on some of the problems in my life. And uh, so I think that's one of the main things, uh, especially with this album, is that we want to shake people up and we want them to take a step back and look at their own lives and, you know, look at where they're going in life, what their purpose is, um, you know, and just the person that they are and to open their eyes and see the people around them and, and their surroundings and how much they're blessed, how perfectly they're created, you know. Um, so I think that's probably one of the biggest themes that we want to get across on this album is that um, to, sh to shake people and to make people feel uneasy to take a step back and, you know, uh, I guess, renovate, you know, let uh, start changing things in their life for the better. Yeah, I because uh, sometimes like with a uh, with heavier lyrical content on records, I sometimes wonder. I mean, as someone who likes finding little nuances in the music I listen to, and something that keeps bringing me back as a listener, between whether it's the phrasing of a of a lyric or you know just a studio trick or whatever, um, I sometimes wonder if there's ever the worry on the band's side of kind of doing too much or being too uh adventurous maybe and kind of sure. having things go over people's heads and then mm -hmm. like where they're like i don't get it this is way too like i'm not gonna read like all these lyrics like f that like i'm yeah. just gonna too much too i'm sorry you didn't like i'm not gonna do the homework where or is it a thing where it's like you want to challenge your listeners straight out the gate on this ep and you know know that at that point the people who are taking the time to invest in the lyrics and invest in everything are, are actually legit fans who want to take everything in that you're doing and kind of yep. take everything in that you're putting forth because uh, it means something to you like you said just a minute ago yeah um i guess we want to capture both of those audiences the ones that are really willing to put in you know the time and uh and also the ones that just need just catch a line here and there we're hoping that you know both of them in both cases they can be inspired or you know um it can mean something to them and they can relate to them so whether it be you know one line like uh when the wind blows dig your roots deep or you know some other line that's like a, you know a, a whole story you know we want everybody to be able to relate and uh come out um, after listening to the record, a better person, I guess, or um, to that sense, you know. Yeah, I there's actually a lyric in in uh, I believe the song is called Price Tag, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. Yeah, yep. <laughs> this may be just a, a weird like uh, mistake sort of a thing, sure. but I tend to when I when I'm reading lyrics. Um, I tend to, if there's like a quote or something, I, I try to find the quote and okay, find yeah. what it's from and, and see like if there's more to the reference that I, you know, so I can understand more. Mm -hmm. And there was the beginning of what appeared to be a quote from that. And it was, uh, the line was, what if I told you that you are a reflection of a king? I breathe forth galaxies, but I swear that you still mean so much more to me. Mm -hmm. I purchased you with sacrifice. You are my art. You are my prized. So I purchased you with my life. I paid the highest price, but you are worth. But you are worth it. Is that pulled from something? Because I couldn't find anything, so I don't know if right. the quotation was not supposed to be there, and I just went on a search sure. for something that doesn't wasn't a quote from anything. Yeah. Uh, so this song is written um, from the perspective uh, God is the artist, and we are His creation. Okay. And okay. so the whole, the whole song is talking from, um, the viewpoint, um, of a, you know, a narrator talking about like, uh, God and his creation, mm -hmm. um, and God being the creator and everything. So, and then it comes to the very ending and that is, uh, supposed to be like the quotations of God. It's a lot of paraphrasing from, um, my research in the Bible and everything. So no, it's not, it's not direct like scripture, mm -hmm. um, not exact like one verse, you know? But it is like kind of a paraphrased version of what I believe God would say, you know, to me as if, you know, he was stepping into this song and talking to us as his creation. Okay. 
yeah, like I said, when like when you see quotations like that, usually it means mm-hmm. it's it's a quote from something. So yeah. I wasn't sure if there was like a bigger part of a story that like I mean, because like I said, when reading the lyrics, like a lot of times, uh, being a musician, like it's I usually focus on the music first. So a lot of sure. times when doing these, I end up talking to the vocalist. So I'm like, I should probably look up more of the lyrics, which are something it takes me a little longer to get into. Um, but being an avid reader, like I saw that and I started Googling and trying to break it down, like, like by the phrase, like maybe I was like, oh, maybe it's not the whole set, like the whole paragraph, but maybe it's just like a phrase and I wasn't really able to find anything. So I was like, yeah, I guess I will have to ask you if that came from something. And if it did, what did it come from specifically? So people can maybe do the research on their own and kind of start inferring their own things. So definitely we're just hoping that, uh, you know, they would read that and be like, okay, this is said by somebody, you know, and hopefully they pick up on the idea that this is God speaking at that part. Well, yeah, that was definitely something I kind of had gathered, but, uh, again, like I figured maybe with it being a quote, it came from, from something specific, but, Mm -hmm. um, kind of speaking more onto the faith, because obviously, you know, you guys are on a predominantly Christian metal based label, uh, yep. You had pretty much made it no bones that like you are a Christian metal band, right? Um, yep. Something I'm I'm going to be 33 in September, so mm-hmm. the original Christian metal scene, the original like years of like Solid State and Tooth and Nail and stuff like that, that's kind of my wheelhouse um, as far sure. as you know, like Haste the Day or even Storm oh, yeah. from here in Grand that's, Rapids and stuff like yep. that, like Norma, the original Norma Jean and yep. Definitely. So on and so forth. Um, what are some of your influences, though? I mean, I saw on something that you had said that being on Solid State was like a goal of yours from like 12 years ago or a dream come true. Oh, yeah. Yep. So with that being said, what are some of the influences that you had and, and kind of what is being on Solid State mean to you and the rest of the guys? Yeah, um, I think we can all agree that uh, being on Solid State is a dream come true. And we actually, we were talking about it today. We used to joke about being a Solid State band because we didn't actually think it would happen. Um, and it was just a dream of ours. But um, now looking back, it's like, wow, this is, we're truly blessed. It's truly incredible. Um, so yeah, definitely Solid State. A lot of the Solid State bands, um, a number of them are our favorite bands still today. I mean, Under Oath is one of my absolute favorite bands. As Cities Burn, one of my absolute favorite bands. Haste Today, Norma Jean. The Cherry, you know, some of these bands, not August Burns Red. Some of them aren't currently on Solid State, but started on Solid State, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say a majority of the original, like, Solid State lineup um, is definitely a majority of, you know, uh, where we pull our inspiration from. Um, uh, going off of that, you know, I also do, like, um, some of the real heavy stuff, uh, like impending doom, I definitely pull inspiration from that. Um, and some of like the faster drumming stuff and, um, even like, uh, Chelsea Grant has some great stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a number of great metal bands out there, but I would say a lot of the solid state bands alone are some of our biggest inspirations. Um, do you feel like, I guess I'll, I'll put it on myself and then ask you. I feel like there's been a resurgence kind of of the Christian metal scene between bands like Gideon, Phineas. Uh, there's actually a band that was from just on the outskirts of uh, the next state over, uh, Forevermore, um, who have recently, in the last, I think, two years, have signed to Solid State as well. Um, do you feel like there is this resurgence and it's kind of like the like you're kind of at the right at the forefront of this new Christian metal scene resurgence and, or is that something that I'm kind of putting on as the old person that remembers it and just seems like it's becoming a more prevalent thing within the music industry again? Yeah. You know, I have no idea to be honest. I don't know if it's just all of a sudden it's, it's going to come again or uh, you know, what's going to happen with, you know, the whole Christian metal scene. Um, I guess it would be awesome uh, to see that um, a lot of the, a lot of the Christians in the metal uh, you know, industry stepping up, but I don't know. I guess I really don't know. I don't have much of a an answer <laughs> on that. Yeah. Cause I guess I never really thought about it. You know, if, 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 if the, the big metal scene is really going to make a big comeback or, um, or not. So, you know, I don't, I don't actually know how to answer that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. It's, it's, uh, it's something as being, like I said, like the, the, the original Christian metal scene, or I, I guess what I, I call the original Christian metal scene, yeah. was definitely a huge part of the resurgence of heavy music in general in the music mm-hmm. industry between bands like Azalea Dying and, you know, all the bands yeah. that we've already mentioned. But, yep. you know, I'm starting to notice, like, you know, there's been a really big positive res- uh, 
feedback to the like the new Gideon that just dropped yep. recently. Mm-hmm. Phineas is killing it. You know, they're a big, yep. big like becoming the next like a big level band. Um, Forevermore's sure, yeah. gotten on really good tours with like uh, the dudes in Emory and so forth. So yep. I mean, it's Sound like I'm starting planet. to see. Yep. Yeah. So I'm like I'm starting to see the I guess willingness for people to. Because for a while there, it seemed like people were kind of going away from that sound, away from, mm-hmm. you know, having more of a, a positive message, faith-based message in the music, in the metal music. And yeah. I'm starting to notice it more coming back. And even yeah. to the degree of like, you know, bands like, you know, you already mentioned August Burns Red, like they kind of seems to go in waves or like the Devil's War, Devil Wears Prada is like kind of coming back again. And Demon yeah. Hunter put out a phenomenal new record. Yeah. But you're getting this thing where it seems like people want something to believe in again and something have more positivity have more lyrical content that has more of a meaning than just like oh here's you know my shitty day whatever and then you know kind of dwelling in negativity or you know things like that that it seems like people want this so i i didn't know if that's something that you've noticed yourself being into that kind of music or even you know maybe like with the label itself kind of having a plan for you based on you know some of these things that they've noticed themselves or trends that they've noticed so it was something yeah. i was kind of thinking of and seeing if maybe you've noticed it yourself yeah i mean things definitely come in waves i totally believe that um you know i'd love to see i'd love to see it happen but i guess i don't know whether it will or not um i do know that i guess whether it comes or goes i mean we're gonna stay doing what we're doing you know even if it totally becomes you know everybody's like bugaboo you know that they don't want to listen to heavy christian bands <laughs> um we're still going to like we're going to keep doing what we're doing because i feel that's what we feel called to do so do you feel because when i got your press kit mm-hmm. one of the the big quotes that it kind of led off with was we are a ministry first and a band second mm-hmm. do you feel like that's a to me, when I read it, I was like, that's a very bodacious statement to, like, really kind of lead off with uh, for, yeah. like, a press kit. Do yeah, I guess f- I didn't know they were going to put that first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and maybe it was just one of those things, like, as I was kind of skimming over everything, and like I said, like, I, you get a lot of information, and you're trying to take in as much as you can to prepare for these kind of interviews, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you find that there is no information that there previously was, so you're trying to get anything and everything out of what little bit you have. But that yep. was something that really stood out to me, and for such a young band, I was very, I was very impressed. But at the same time, I feel like maybe it's a it's a very, uh, it's a bold statement to make right away uh, sure. for a band. Like usually, that's something that a band that's got a couple of records and some some history under their belt. That's usually something that you know they'll they'll say. Uh, so I was very surprised to see such a young band, you know, coming right out and being like, "This is who we are." And what we believe in right away. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I don't even know if there was a question in that. I thought there sure. was. Um, I can follow up a little bit on that, I guess. Um, I mean, we, I, I've always felt a calling. Like I said before, I've always felt a calling for uh, ministry through music. And to each and, one, each and every one of us, uh, we believe that, um, you know, the music is just a vessel for us to minister. If we were gifted in some other way, like, uh, you know, if we, if we were gifted in... Uh, we'll say like carpentry, we would, you know, we'd each go over and do mission work, you know, someplace else and, and minister through that. But since we feel like this is where God has put us um, and our calling and our, you know, our talents, that's what we're going to use it for. So, and I, I don't know how long this band will last or how long, you know, this is going to go, but it, for this time being for this chapter of our lives, that's what we're going to do. And if at some point where God wants to pull the plug on that or, you know, something happens, like then we'll go minister some somewhere else somehow, you know. But. Is that something that you feel like you'll end up doing when the band thing's kind of done is being going more into like ministry itself? Um, yes, I always want to serve. I've always had a big heart for serving. Um, I've done a lot of like mission work and stuff like that. Um, and I've always felt that that's where I belong. Um, so, yeah, if it's. You know, if it isn't in through music, then it'll be something else. So um, maybe it's going to be, uh, you know, working at a mission, serving homeless or, you know, whatever the case might be, um, I want to be serving. So, yes, definitely. That's where I feel like uh, my heart is at. And I think I can speak for the other guys, too, when I say um, that's where our hearts are at is, you know, serving others and uh, just loving people that need the love. I, uh 
as someone who's heavily tattooed myself mm -hmm. and who, like I said, like my wife and I, like we're not, uh, I wouldn't identify as a Christian or anything really, but it's funny. Like we look back at like a lot of the metal that we grew up on in the early, late nineties, early two thousands. And a lot of bands we've already said. And the funny thing is, is we both go, you know, like for people who don't identify with any faith specifically, I go, it's very funny that almost all the music we liked and loved a lot was all Christian based. Um, with that being said, I know my parents, when I was starting to get into a lot of these bands were like, I, what is this stuff? Like, you know, like my dad liked metal and stuff like that. So we kind of had a little bit more of an understanding of the heavier side of the music. But did you find that like getting into some of these heavier bands or whatever, do you find that even like maybe your own family or friends, like, do you still find that it's people perceive you based on having tattoos or being in a, a metal band? not being who you are and judge you based on these other things like is that still is that still a thing because I, I even noticed it back then when i would go to shows that people would be like oh this this devil music and it's like actually if you really look at the lyrics like it's usually yeah. faith-based there's a lot of positivity in it and it's just yeah. done in an aggressive manner because i mean who who's not upset or angry at different times you know in their <laughs> life so sure. i just didn't know if that's still a, a, a thing uh you know being so old and so removed kind of from from it a little bit yeah. i don't know if that's still something that some of these younger bands like yourself go through um yeah uh, my family i'm pretty much the only one that has tattoos and piercings in my family i've always been the black sheep i come from a very conservative family a very conservative area um i don't really know uh my dad told me when I was young that I could never be in a band. He also told me I couldn't listen to rock and roll because he truly believed that it was the devil's music because that's how he grew up, um, mm -hmm. is that all rock and roll was, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's the devil's <laughs> stuff, <laughs> you know? And he, you know, I don't, he knows that we're, like, where my heart is at. And so he doesn't say much about it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, if my parents ever try to uh, give me crap about my tattoos, I'll tell them the meaning uh -huh. of what each one means which usually comes back to something biblical or about my faith mm -hmm. and it shuts them up so if anybody that you know has a problem with uh, my tattoos i'm i'll be happy to tell them why i have what i have and um and and i feel like you know it usually stops them in their tracks um but yeah i don't i guess uh i haven't had a whole lot of we haven't had a whole lot of fuss as far as people you know, bringing up that we're tattooed and we're screaming and stuff that we're that we're we're the devil's music or anything like like that. But I know that makes um, me sound like a super old person asking that question, but like <laughs> I do, it's it's something that I I mean because I get judged I would say pretty much daily for how I look, and it's like you yeah. know I'm very much the same way. Like I'm a I look like a like the bad guy. Or like yeah. something, you know, like I've had people tell me that like I don't have parents who care because parents who care don't let their children grow up to look like me or, yeah. you know, I've been told by, you know, most of the time it's always when I'm working, um, you know, not at my job currently when I used to work retail and stuff. And I've had someone come up and go like, oh, did you get all those in prison? And it's like, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> uh, so I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things that there's still a perception of people who are, yeah. who are tattooed and and so forth. So I, I just didn't know if there was still some of that prejudice uh, out there in general. And yeah. if there was, if it's still something that it's, you know, still we definitely a thing. catch, we definitely catch a lot of stares. Um, I do. I think I've had a lot more compliments on my tattoos than I have had people criticize me on them though. Cause I have a lot of colorful tattoos and stuff and I've had so many like like elderly ladies come up to me and say, Oh, I just love the colors on your arm and stuff like that. So I get it a, always yeah. pumps me up. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> but, say it's um, always ladies and always yeah. the older ladies who like it and stuff like that. And it's usually the yeah. the like fifty to sixty year old men that kinda say something and you're just like, Come on, yeah. dude. I don't know. I we haven't <laughs> I guess we haven't had too much trouble with it, you know, and, and if we ever do, if somebody really wants to like you know, uh, like challenges on it. I'll just tell them to look at our hearts, you know, and like, even there's a verse in the Bible that says, uh, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at a heart at, at our hearts. And I guess that at the end of the day, that's what we care about, you know, is that where we are in Christ. Yeah. So, um, something I've actually wondered, cause right now you're on, and then I think as someone who books shows, I think this is a really ingenious way to, to get a new band out there, uh, at a mm -hmm. very nominal cost for people to come check you out you're yeah. on a the what is it, the dollar 
dollar the one dollar the one dollar brawler okay i kept wanting to say baller and i know that wasn't yeah. it because oh, i that works too one dollar baller. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say which would be a funny tour because it's like yeah you're yeah. a baller you got a dollar come see us yeah um <laughs> which like right now i believe you're in wisconsin if uh if i'm not mistaken yep lacrosse yep. at the the warehouse um with only having a an ep out currently what does your live set look like are you playing are you just basically playing the full record or are you playing yep. like more of a traditional headlining set where it's about 40 minutes or so and throwing in some covers or older songs or what does your um, live set look like currently sure uh we're, we're basically just playing our ep straight through front to back so um you know what they're hearing exactly what they're going to be hearing on record um we play a short sweet set because we believe that less is more and we want people to be left wanting more um, so that means next time we come through they want to come see us again if we play too long then they're like well i saw them enough of them last time they were here <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um, so yeah we definitely want to leave people wanting more um also if we play five songs we can go so hard for for five <laughs> songs straight you know and just leave yes. people in awe for 25 minutes you know yeah um, so no that's really good though because i've there's definitely been a lot of like newer bands i've seen over the almost 20 years or so i've been going to see shows where it's like you get really pumped on a band and then you buy like their EP or CD and it's like, oh, everything you saw was all our new material and we're selling you yeah. the stuff we're not even playing anymore. And you're like, yep. what a bummer. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's why we're not playing anything new yet because um, we want to, I mean, this is the record that we have out and we want people to, you know, hear exactly what, what is on record live so they can, you know, get pumped. It's like, yeah, I know this song, you know, because yeah, if you do watch somebody play uh you know that you like and they're playing all new stuff or stuff you don't know it's like oh wow that was not at all what i was hoping to see so. <laughs> yeah um that's pretty much all i got for you right now cool um so you're on the rest of this tour it looked like mm -hmm. through the uh, rest of this month basically pretty um much, yeah. i think i saw through your socials that you're looking to hit the road in july and august uh june and july Okay. Yep. Um, has that been announced yet, or is that still kind of being worked out? Um, that will be announced. Let's see. We haven't set the date. So it'll probably be announced as soon as we get home, actually, off this tour. So we've been just focusing on getting, you know, our announcement with Solid State out and then the re-release out. Uh, now today we featured a, a new um, – uh, well, it's not new, but it's the re-release of a, a music video through new uh, – new uh, can't talk new noise magazine <laughs> yeah. um so it's just all this new stuff that we have coming out we're trying to get that all enough tension um and then uh we'll be announcing that tour yeah probably i would say man uh the end of this month would probably be when we announce that i would expect that it's just going to be lots of touring pretty much from here on out and then maybe yeah, squeezing the in time to record the new stuff yep Pretty much the, the plans for the rest of this year is just focusing on just touring hard. Um, and then we'll, we'll probably get in the studio, I would say, yeah, the end of the year. When the, once the, the snow starts flying, it gets a little bit tougher for us to tour just because we're in the Midwest. Right. And, you know, driving in snow is no fun. So we'll no, probably set, set aside some time in uh, December or January uh, to sit down and really grind that new record. I guess the last two questions. First... Out of your label mates, who would you like to tour with in the next year or so? Oh, oh man. Um, we would definitely say probably Fit for a King or Silent Planet would probably be. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot of great bands on Solid State currently. Um, but those are two. Um, they're great bands. They've both been grinding really hard. Um, so I'd say those are probably the two if I had to give you two. <laughs> but I, we would be happy with really anybody on Solid State touring with. And then the last question, uh, I always end up ending an episode with a, a song usually by the band. So mm -hmm. what song would you like me to play and maybe give a little backstory on it? Sure. You know, why don't we do, let's say, uh, let's do Price Tag. Okay. Um, that song means a lot to me. Um, I've uh, That song is all about dealing with self-worth and... Um, so if you read the lyrics, you know, it's all about, like I said before, uh, the God as the artist and us being his creation, his masterpiece. Um, and so uh, growing up, I didn't really have any self-esteem and I 
truly believe that I was a piece of dirt, you know? Um, so it's weird how uh, all vocalists are usually like the shyest and the quietest and feel like inferior. I've noticed like, uh, if you listen to uh, Shane Toll from Silverstein's podcast, the uh, Lane Singer mm-hmm. Syndrome, almost everybody, there's two things. Almost everybody was never the singer. It was just kind of like something they were thrust into or just like, well, I was the only one that wasn't shy. And, and so now I'm a mm-hmm. singer. And the other thing is a lot of people were like, I was really shy growing up and I didn't, you know, believe in myself and all these kind of things. And it wasn't until I started singing or whatever that I kind of got self-confidence. So it's kind of always yeah. been interesting to see that that's really a theme uh, with singers. Yeah, that is that is strange. I definitely was. I was very shy growing up. But then there, um, there came, I came to a point in my life where I definitely, I guess I found myself where I found my, you know, what I was worth in, in God's eyes. And, and that kind of changed you know, and I wasn't so insecure and I was willing to be, um, you know, myself and be outgoing and I guess, um, so yeah. All right. But yeah, so price tag, that's uh, that's a good jam. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. And this is mm-hmm. where I like to let the person plug their socials, wherever people can find you or whatever you feel like plugging. So where can people find you and or the band? Yeah. Um, we have a website, which is just earthgrowns.com. Uh, we have a Facebook, which is just facebook.com slash earthgrownsband. Um, we have a ton of stuff up. Uh, Solid State's been pushing us a lot lately, so if you go to solidstate.com or solidstaterecords.com, uh, we should be right there up on the top. Otherwise, you can um, search their artists. We also have our album out pretty much everywhere um you know we got amazon itunes uh i think it's on reverb nation spotify uh pretty much everywhere so awesome or you can use the old google machine (laughs) well actually before i leave i I have to ask since there was a video and and i don't know if it's like gonna come out again but i have to ask Mm -hmm. why earth groans because there was a little bit with looking through the lyrics because i figured maybe there would be something more about like the the way man is has ruined earth or maybe with like i said with knowing that you're a, a christian-based band of wondering mm-hmm. maybe if there was like a an adam and eve kind of reference to you know earth being this creation that god had and and you know through uh eve you know with the apple and all that kind of stuff and being you know taken out of that that earth if there was like kind of like that kind of a thing to it like where we've kind of been fallible as man and we are on this earth that's not the the paradise that we should be on or that we were supposed to be for or be on so i didn't know if it was like if i'm reading way too much into it or if it was just kind of a you know what, what it was so i have to know for my own knowledge what what sure. how the band name got, became <laughs> yep um well we will be uh re-releasing the video explaining this um, the name and everything. So I'm not sure when that'll come out, when Salsa will release that. But um, where we pulled the original name was um, from a, a verse in Romans. And it talks about uh, the verse, uh, the verse talks about the earth um, uh, like a mother in labor, um, referring to like natural disasters and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, um, so when we were trying to come up with the name, I was thinking about like, you know, kind of chaos and end of time kind of stuff. Um, so we were thinking hurricanes, earthquakes, all that good stuff. So in the Bible, earth groans is, ref- uh, is like referenced as like natural disaster and stuff. But the cool thing is it has a separate meaning. If you keep reading, um, it also talks about how each one of us inwardly uh, groan for um, the adoption of our spiritual bodies uh, through Christ. So when Christ comes back again, um, we'll, you know, we'll receive the adoption of sonship. And so that's actually, so it's like not only is the earth itself groaning, but it's each one of us inwardly uh, we groan for that day. So that's where the the meaning actually comes from. So it kind of has a double meaning, which I really like. That's awesome. Well, thank you for your time and thank you for you <laughs> explaining a lot of these things. Uh, like yeah, I said, I, totally, I man. Wanted to not necessarily be so uh, rudiment with the questions I asked and hoping sure. that they had already been answered. But uh, hopefully, yep. with uh, the people that are going to check this out, like they'll be more stoked on checking you guys out and getting some answers. Yeah, I appreciate and... it. We're we're stoked to be you know a part of a part of your podcast. So thank you for having us on. Not a problem. And there you have it, my chat with Jeremy Schaefer of the band Earthgrowns. 
Uh, they just wrapped up that $1 Brawler tour. Uh, by all accounts, from the photos I saw, it looked like it was a really successful run for them. Uh, as I said, it's a really clever idea to get people to come out and check out a new band that they may not be aware of and to also support the locals on a bill and not put a lot of pressure on them to make sure that a show doesn't need to make a certain amount of money and all that kind of stuff. But that's more uh, the land of booking and, and promoting and all that kind of stuff that I come from. So uh, I kind of think of things like that. From the sounds of it, the band will be out on tour during uh, June and July. So they're going to take like part of this month off and, and then hit the road. So if they end up coming to your town, go check them out. Uh, you can keep up with what they're doing and when they're going to be on the road. Uh, if you go to earthgrowns.com, um, that's pretty much the one-stop shopping you can do to keep up with that band. They have their lyrics on there. They have videos that they've been posting up on their uh, website as well as... Uh, links to buy some of their merch. I know currently they are doing a merch blowout. I think shirts are like $5. Uh, I think the CD is currently $5 on there, so you can buy it direct from them. Uh, I'm sure if you go to Solid State's website, it's also available there. Uh, you can keep up with them over on Facebook, over at Earthgrowns Band. Uh, you can tweet at them at Earthgrowns or follow them on Instagram at Earthgrowns as well. Uh, if you'd like to follow Jeremy personally, you can do such on uh, Twitter at AllPoeticAudio. Uh, Instagram is Jeremy Schaefer underscore APA. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R underscore APA. Speaking of following, I know I plug the shit out of these things week in and week out, uh, but it's an important part of doing these podcasts and, and growing the fan base uh, of this itself. So if you want to throw me a follow or a like, you can do such over at Facebook and Instagram at John's Untitled Podcast. Tweet at me at John's Untitled Pod, or you can email me at John's Untitled Pod at gmail.com. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get this uh, podcast, please uh, take the time to. Let me know how I'm doing and what you think of this episode or any of the episodes for that matter. Uh, any and all information and feedback is greatly appreciated. Uh, loving the feedback I'm getting. Loving talking to a lot of these, a lot of you through YouTube. Uh, it seems like that's been a really great avenue to check out this podcast. Uh, the videos are a good thing, I think. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are enjoying seeing the interview as it happens, even though I think it's uh, kind of boring just literally to see myself and the other person or persons. Uh, looking at each other through a computer screen, but seems that the people seems that people have been genuinely liking it. So uh, I'm gonna keep doing that, and I'm gonna keep trying to get all my back episodes up. Uh, it's a little bit of a process to get everything up and wait for everything to load up onto YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's still a process that I'm going through and, and want to get done and make sure that at that point from here on forward that any new episode will go up there and then you can still check out the old episodes as well. So again, that's uh, Johnson Title Podcast pretty much across the board or Johnson Title Pod. Uh, let me know how I'm doing. We're going to end this episode with a song price tag off of uh, Earthgrown's new EP, although it was recently re-released, but that's a technicality, but it's off their new EP, Renovate. So without further ado, here's the song price tag. Talk to you guys next week. Let's be a class competitor. Let's be a class competitor.
Pressure, you'll be 